Hey everybody, Resident Yes here, and I hope you're having a magnificent start to your December. We are about two weeks behind on our episodes. We got waylaid by the holidays, and so it's been about a month since our Dr. Rhoda episode, but I hope you'll find it was worth the wait. We have a fantastic interview in this episode with Tatted Up Little. We're going to get to that in a moment, but I did want to ask you for something. So here on this podcast, we uh, try not to ask for things like money or sponsorship, and we're just not in a place right now where that's necessary. But once a year, we do ask for your voice, and I'm going to ask for that now. So a lot of folks have asked, how can we give back to the podcast? Well, once a year, we really like to collect your voice and your stories about what it is about the ABDL community that you really love. And we put that on our New Year's Eve episode. In fact, our entire New Year's Eve episode every year is just a collection of our listeners telling us what they love about being a part of the ABDL community or what they love about their kink. So here's the ask. If you could make a short recording of yourself anywhere from three seconds to a minute on your phone or whatever's handy for you and send it to loveinbrief at gmail.com. That's loveinbrief at gmail.com. And the question you're answering on this recording is, what do you love about having an ABDL kink? It could be about the community. It could be about yourself. It could be about your sexuality. It could be anything. It could just be about the gear. Up to you. But this is my ask. If you've ever wanted to give back to the podcast, and even if you've done it in years past, I would love to hear from you this year. Our entire New Year's Eve episode depends on it. So please do send us an email with your voice at loveandbrief at gmail.com. And if for some reason you feel like you really can't or don't feel comfortable sharing your voice, please just send an email to loveandbrief at gmail.com and uh, tell us in, in a text format, what do you love about your ABDL kink? And I will read it or RNT will read it on the air. And if you'd like, you can specify which voice you would like to read it and we'll do so. So please, please, please do follow through on that. It really makes our New Year's Eve episode so special when you share your voice and your words. Send your audio or text to loveandbrief at gmail.com. I should tell you, too, we don't keep email addresses, so you don't have to worry about us emailing you. As soon as we get it, we download that audio file or keep that text, and then we delete it. We won't send you any email. We won't keep any email addresses, personal or kink or otherwise. And unless you include your name in your audio file, we won't share your name either. I mean, your handle, your alias, your screen name, whatever it is, we won't share that unless you do. So there it is. Uh, we cannot wait to hear from you. Here is this week's episode. Welcome to Love and Brief, a brief ABDL podcast focused on issues of love. Oh, my favorite. Love? Yeah. Oh, It's my very favorite topic. Is it love for yourself? Yeah. Love for others? Of course. For your community? My favorite. Is it love for your puppers? Yeah, if you want to sneak that in there, that's fine. I do every week. Or love for whatever's going on in your life. How about love for new adventures? Yeah. For exciting changes? Of course. 
The and leaves are changing. Yes. <laughs> so much love in the air. So much love in the and air. And so many leaves. I am Resonant Yes. And I'm Road Not Taken. And this is Love and Brief, an advice podcast where we try to find the very best experts in the ABDL world to talk to us about a number of questions that come to us about love. Mm-hmm. And this week, we have a person that we've been waiting a few weeks on to try and work out scheduling and make sure we could do it. Um, and we have connected and it's time to talk. So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to read the question and then I'm going to introduce our guest. All right. So here's the question that came to us from Little Lost uh, on uh, FetLife, L-I-L Lost. L-I-L-L-O-S-T 25 on FL. Yeah, that's right. Said, I would like to see an episode along the lines of, hey, months after you told your significant other, you sort of let the cat out of the bag. That's one thing. But sustaining it is totally different. It might be cool to invite some experts to talk about this dialogue. And I totally agree. I do, too. Because there's that one night that you're like, oh, my God, here it is. And then here you are months later. Oh, gosh. I've had that experience with significant others where you're like, this is what I'm into. And they're like, that is great. And then two months go by and you're like, do you remember (laughs) (laughs) what I told you? You remember that whole thing we talked about? So we're going to cover a few topics tonight, but that was one topic I absolutely wanted to cover. Um, And so we invited a guest on tonight, our new friend, Tatted Up Little from FL, from FetLife, who who can talk to us a little bit about their experience. Who we will henceforth be referring to as Zach. Yeah, Zach, (laughs) With, with his permission. He already said that's what yeah, he wants. Yeah, he gave us he, him pronouns, and he said he, we can call him Zach, so we're going to. So, um, Zach, welcome to Love and Brief. We'd love to know. Tell us about your love. Hello, hello. Uh, my love would be um, my my fiance. Um, she is my my rock in life, even when I want to strangle her. And then sure, non, sure. You know, uh, you know, in a most loving way, but (laughs) she's the one person I know I can count on in life. And she's my best friend. Hmm. Oh, I love that. And I think we're going to get more into that. Yeah. It's not real love unless every now and then you want to strangle them. Right. Right. I've never loved anybody thoroughly that I didn't sort of kind of want to strangle just slightly. Well, because you don't have big feelings about people you don't love. Right. Yeah. That's fair. I'm thinking of that John Browning poem. Where he wraps her her hair tress three times around her neck. Oh my Porphyria's god! Porphyria's lover. What are you talking about? It's October, November. I mean, it's dark, spooky season. That's past. Go read Porphyria's lover. It's really, it's really great. It's pie season now. Pie season? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you said Pisces. Okay. <laughs> well, let's let's dig in. Um, so, so the question that comes to us is about. Months after you told your significant other. So we've talked before on the podcast about what it's like to tell your significant other. But that that has always focused on the night of, right? So you you have this moment, and, and we've talked before about how even when I, when I shared the story of how I shared with my best friend, like I drove around the block for, you know, 25 minutes just unable to talk about it. And then bleh, it all came out at once. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about, okay, you've told them. And they were like... Okay, cool. Let me deal with this. Yeah, I boiled over the stove, cooled, and now we want to know how the dinner tastes. Like, what's going on <laughs> That's exactly now? it. 
So here we are months later, and now you use the word, Zach, you use the word fiancé. So I'm I'm assuming things are going pretty well. It is going well. Um, From the outside looking in, obviously. No, everything is great. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, we're good, fiancé. No date set yet, but... Oh, that's so exciting. So, but, but how long ago did you share with your fiance that this ABDL thing was part of your life? Uh, probably over a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been together for over two years now. Mm-hmm. So I, I told her pretty, pretty close to the beginning of the relationship, uh, mm-hmm. For reasons that we might might touch base on later in this episode, um, well, I'm ready to dig in. Grab yeah. a shovel. So oh, okay. you you had shared previously with me that this is something you have shared with other partners before, and so you felt like you should share this early. Tell me more about that. Um, so yeah, I I was previously married, and uh, I had obviously told my ex wife, you know my diaper fetish side and you know during the beginning sides of that marriage everything was good she participated blah 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 but uh do you remember when tykables had that twitter thing where if you got 100 likes on your photos they would give you a 20 dollar coupon i don't know if you guys remember that. no but i want a 20 dollar coupon that sounds awesome i know so did we so we made a twitter <laughs> <laughs> and uh that went great. And then once our marriage started declining, um, she decided to link that Twitter page to my vanilla Facebook. I see. And everyone I know got the pleasure of seeing me in Tykeables promoting their business. Wow. Oh, that's a rough move. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it was awful. I oh. became a hermit crab. I didn't want to leave my house. I deleted my social media. I, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't talk to people. So, so there was, uh, I mean, I was going to say a bleed, but it's not even a bleed. It was a full out post from your promotional world with Tykeables onto your vanilla life Facebook page. Yeah. And this was, this, this was some sort of act of aggression I'm gathering. Yeah, uh, she knew the marriage was falling apart for reasons that didn't even have anything to do with me. Um, but she's just a vindictive person, so she took it as a way to to hurt me. Um, and yeah, she just she connected the two, and and everybody's seen it, and it was uh, it, it it was detrimental. That's awful. Um, I wonder how did you. I know you said you went into hermit crab mode, but I can't imagine a length of time that it would like, I can't imagine ever trusting again. How did you decide then to seek out another partner? And not only that, but to trust your partner with this side of you. Yeah. So, yeah, so that, that was where I was getting that connection. Um, So once we had separated and the divorce was final and every time she would find that I was dating someone, she would find a way to reach out to them and tell them, Hey, by the way, this guy you're dating, this is what he likes. So before I would, yeah, before I would even have the chance 
to confront them on it on my own front, she would confront them for me. Wow. That's why you told her early. That's why I told her pretty much right when I knew, because I, I fell in love with her immediately. I mean, from day one. And, and I know that sounds so cliche, like, Oh, love at first sight. It's not, it's super true. No, and, it happens. Yeah. And, uh, so I told her pretty close into it and she, and I had explained to her why I was telling her. Cause I was like, I don't want her to tell you, I want to tell you, which I shouldn't even have to do that. But apparently I had to, uh, but I, you know, I told her, you know, Hey, this is, this is what I like. And, uh, you know, I, I hope that you can accept that. Obviously not that smoothly. It was more of like a drawn out process of her ripping it from my teeth. Uh, even though I told her there was something I had to tell her, it was, so, it's always so hard to get that out. Yeah, it is. So let me dissect the dialogue a little bit. You said, Hey, there's something I have to tell you, but you knew this was something that was very difficult for you to share. And so yes. she started to lean in and she started to push. Yes you remember what it was like or, or even what your strategy was when it was finally time to just bleh, I'm going to tell you what this is. Yeah, it, it was, it was kind of like, like she, you know, we were, I, I remember the day, like it was yesterday, we were just laying in bed and you know, we were, she was trying to get it out of me and she was feeling my chest and she's like, you know, your heart's racing. Just tell me. So finally I was like, listen, you know, I have a diaper fetish. I enjoy wearing diapers. I, you know, there's, there's so many more drawn out aspects of it. I was like, but to put it bluntly, that's, that's what it is. And, you know, her immediate response was, well, that wasn't that bad. Oh, I knew you were going to say isn't that. that. Isn't that the most common <laughs> response? That's the thing. Zach, that's the thing. That's we hear, everybody's we response. hear that more than any other response. Yeah, we do. It's, I mean, it really, you know, it's really not that bad. No. In light of everything else that you could have been able to, like, waiting to tell her? No, no, no. (laughs) Yeah, no. So, side story, though, I have to say it, because I was just talking to a friend that knows of my kink, and she had said she just confronted this guy on a job site. He's seen a little. She had to explain it to him. And then I was like, you know, it's no different than an adult going to Disney World and reliving their childhood, running around, you know, hugging the characters. And, you know, it's just, we don't do just that. We like to wear diapers too. You know, it's, it's no different. It's not that bad. Anyway, sorry. Do you feel like, so one of the things we've talked about in previous episodes is that when you go to a partner who might be vanilla or at least unfamiliar with ABDL, that you you come with confidence. Do you feel like that you came with confidence in this moment? Or do you, do you feel like in retrospect, I was kind of apologizing for it along the way? Um, no, I had no confidence, especially because of what I went through in the last one. And it, it immediately I had expected instant, uh, denial or not denial, it's denial of the word, or like just immediately thought that she was not going to be accepting. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was obviously not the case. So how did she react in that moment? And then what happened over the next couple of weeks? Because that's, that's sort of a critical time for, okay, I told you this big thing, but what are we going to do about it? 
yeah so immediately she was like you know that's fine you know do it while i'm at work and I'm like, okay you know at least you know at least you're accepting you're not going to leave me and then it kind of progressed into you know well maybe we can try it and then well maybe let's try a little more and then let's try a little more and then it, it's you know she's opened me up to things that i didn't even know i liked in the aspect of it and amazing yeah, I mean, I never knew that I had a little side. I thought I was just a DL. And so, how did she bring that into your um, sphere? Like, yeah. how did she let you in on that? Well, she started the mommy, and I was like, "Okay, yep, this works." Yep. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. I I didn't think I had a little side either, and then it was like, "Oh shit, this is pretty cool." Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I like this. Same with me when I first found out someone said you're a little, and I said, What do you mean? And then they brought daddy energy, and I was like, oh, Okay, oh, it turns out I am I am. a little. Yeah. yeah, you're right. So she brought that. That wasn't something you said, I want you to be mommy. You said, I have a diaper fetish. And she said, Well, let me try this thing and see if it gets yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as as we kept taking little step, baby steps, if you will. Uh, into, <laughs> into, uh, you know, trying it out together. It just kind of progressed and progressed and, and we're still working on it. You know, we're not, I wouldn't say we're anywhere perfect with, with our dynamic and, you know, there's still, there's still tension sometimes that comes with it. And it's, it's not a flawless system. It's, it's something that, that we have to work out and, and, you know, find ways for it to work within our marriage or soon to be marriage. Yeah. I can tell you the same is true for us. Yeah, absolutely. And we've been at this for a while. That sounds very normal. And I can't imagine yeah. what it would be like with, as a first time participant, uh-huh. um, not only for her as a first time mommy character or diaper play participant, but as your first time little experience. Um, and I wonder, can you tell us kind of what it's like now that it's been almost a year and a half? Yeah, I mean... I would say, you know, obviously this is my kink. So there's always room to do it more. I'm always open to do it more. So I I wouldn't say that we don't do it enough because she does partake in it a lot, especially when we're drinking. Um, For some reason, (laughs) that brings it out in her the most. Uh, It brings it out in her or you or both? Definitely both. Okay. Um, But more so brings it out in her. Uh, But I, I, I would say... Our, our biggest downfall is um, something we, we were actually just talking about this today is that, uh, you know, she's a more loving and affectionate person just in general. And I'm not very affectionate showing it in a normal situation. Um, and she notices once I'm in that space that I'm more affectionate. She wants that to not just be in that space. So that's something that I need to work on. Um, so there's, you know, there's so many things that we're still working out. Us too. It feels really familiar. I was to me. gonna say only only Zach knows. He's the only one that could see the shared look, but that is actually for people who've been together almost yeah. 10 years, that's the truth. Yeah. Um I am always snuggling and he is most snuggly whenever he's in that thing. Yeah. Yes. I'm I'm definitely not the most affectionate person um on a regular basis, but I I, it's yeah, it's got to got to be working on those things, but compromise. I mean, it's it's all compromise, and and she's done more than enough to compromise with me, and I, I 
yeah, that's just the, the name of the marriage. I mean, that's, that's, that's how it goes. So I think this is one of the words that gets under celebrated in marriage and under celebrated in how we navigate kink and relationships with folks who maybe don't share our kink, but compromise Nobody wants to think about it, right? Because you you want to think, oh, I'm just going to find this human being and they're going to be the embodiment of every fantasy I've ever had. But that's in your brain. That's not in their real life. These are real human beings, right? And so you fall in love with somebody who is a real human being who is full of their own motivations and drives and all of these wonderful things. And compromise, as it turns out, is crucial to, I, I think, to finding your way together. So I'm curious because the, the initial question was about how do you keep up after months after you've told somebody, how do you keep up that sort of sexy vibe? How has compromise played into the difference between the day you told her and today? Um, I would say, you, you know, it's the give and takes. Um, you know, giving some for her and I don't know, I am, it's always growing and it's always changing. So it's hard to say what's, what's, I don't know. That's a hard question. Uh, have you found spaces where you have actually compromised to give her something that perhaps she wanted and she's compromised to give you something perhaps you wanted. In oh my God. Yes. Back scratches. Oh, <laughs> that's cute. That is super cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cliche, but she is obsessed with back scratches. There you so go. As, long as, as long as I give her back scratches, she is, you know, she's willing to, do, I, I could probably get her to give me her car. If I scratch her back. <laughs> that's really, really cute. She's it like is. a kitten. Yeah. <laughs> that's cute. But I think it's wonderful, right? Like, you found the thing in your partner that your partner desires more than anything back scratches <laughs> and it works. Yeah. It, does. it does. And it sounds like even more than compromise, um, as a, an outcome of a relationship, like the one you have, it sounds like it's prompting personal growth in both of you. So you say, I need to become a more affectionate person she either already was this way or exhibited an amazing growth in like just choosing to dive in and learn all she could and engage you and um, speak to you about whenever she had a concern, like, I want you to be more this way all the time. Um, So it sounds like it's really bringing a lot of good things to your relationship, communication and sharing and all kinds of things like that. that. Is there anything else that you guys learn together? Um, yeah, I mean, communication is definitely something that I think this has made extremely like this has brought the communication on us like a lot. Um, but you know, compromising, um, you know, the ability just to trust each other and know that it's, you know, we can bring forth anything to each other and no matter what it is, we'll find a way to work that into our, our daily lives or, you know, work out a problem or, you know, we, we just, we trust each other. And that's something that I haven't ever been able to experience ever, Mm. you know, at least not truthfully. Yeah. Can I ask where, where did all of the fear 
that the last relationship must have brought on at its end uh, with her revealing you to everyone. Where did that go? How did you reconcile that fear and like get rid of it so that it's not part of your relationship if you have? Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely not fully gone. I, I can't say that it's not that that personal fear isn't still there. Um, but it was kind of just self growth, just learning to accept myself. And, you know, obviously I went through the the binge and purge cycles after all that happened and threw everything away and said, you're a shameful person. Don't do this. Oh, I've been there. And, and for a long time I believed it. And then finally it just turned into, um, why should I care what anybody thinks about me? You know, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm successful. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm motivated. I'm, I'm, an extremely good looking person, you know, we're on video. I can tell you, (laughs) um, you know, so it just became, you know, something that I just, no matter how much she put me down in that last relationship, I just, I had, I had to conquer it myself and then having her accept me and, you know, it, it just, it just builds up, you know, the fact that I, I can just be comfortable in my own skin again. I think that's so inspiring. Me too. I sort of have a, a tangentially related question. Is it okay to ask? Sure. You? Okay. Um, so as someone who came into kind of a complicated relationship with um, my husband being very close to his ex-wife and her new husband, and now we all are, I came into a reality where a group of people, small group, but group anyway, knew about my kink when I started dating him. Mm. Um, And I wonder if she's ever spoken to you about how she feels. Um, I assume having been outed that she might equate them knowing that you're into something with them knowing that she is. Yeah. So like someone confronting her about it or just her fear. I, I don't, I have never been confronted, but I just always, always wonder, like looking at, <laughs> looking at our co-parent yeah. and go, what are you, do you, are you, thinking are you wondering if I have a, di- yeah. I do like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I just wonder if she's thinking about it. Um, I don't, I don't think she is. I mean, we've, we went to the, uh, the same school. Um, and my fiance is a very intimidating person. Um, so her answer to was, you know, if we ever went to a bar and somebody were to bring it up to her, or if my ex were to ever bring it up to her, that it would pretty much result in her punching them in the face. Um, I would love to see amazing. that. I would. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know her. I don't like her. Agreed. Nobody does. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, she's, she takes it as uh, defense, you know, she, if anybody, even if they were spot on with the things that they said, she's prepared and ready to defend me through and through no matter what. And that's, that's, uh, you know, for a long time I was scared to go to, like I said, I was Herman. I was scared to go to bars just because I was afraid I'd run into some be like, Oh, Hey, how's your diaper? Ain't you yeah. the weird diaper guy? Yeah. So I was wrong. Not kitten tiger. tiger. Both. Yeah. Maybe both fucking tiger tiger yeah. not <laughs> i like it i think it's awesome 
I'm wondering, is there anything that you would advise the question asker? So there was this moment where you said, hey, here's the thing with me. Great. You're with a vanilla partner, as you've described your partner. Mm -hmm. Um, And here we are months and months later. Is there anything that you would say to somebody who has maybe contemplated sharing with their partner or has just shared with their partner that you would say is really important to keep in mind so that you can keep that spark alive while you're exploring the fact that you have these interests, but there's also this other whole person there that has their own world. Yeah. um, What works for us is she has the reins I do not ever go into little space or put a diaper on without her initiating it because this is my kink, but it is more important for her to be comfortable within it. So she is always the one with the reins to take control and she guides when and when, and if we do it. Um, So that's like, I think that's what's helped guide us to be in the position that we're in um, and to be as comfortable as we are is because I'd never forced her. I never, sure. you know, she'd be lying in bed and I don't walk in like, Hey, guess what I'm wearing? Uh, no, I just, uh, I let her be in control and I, you know, I, I, you know, I, even to this day, I'm still kind of scared to be like, you know, Hey babe, I, I found this new brand and I, I really want to try it. Um, it's, it's still nerve wracking to me. And I don't, I don't know if it ever won't be just because it's, it's something that's, you know, so deep down inside of us, it's it's hard to let it out. Of course. Yeah. But it sounds like you're empowering her and that's giving her sort of a foothold in it. So it's not just your thing she's participating in. You're giving her a place to stand. So it's Mm. her thing too. It's a really good call out. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's become, uh, you know, and she'll even say sometimes, you know, this is our kink now, you know, it's because. Oh, come on. That's so so cute. That's like what we all hope for. (laughs) I'm really curious what happens when you're having maybe a day, two days, a week, a month where you are really feeling like this would be really important to you. How do you communicate that in a way that doesn't say this is now your problem? that you have to deal with. Now I'm calling the shots because you have to do this for me. Yeah, that's, that is still a mystery for us. Um, I haven't done that yet. I haven't, I can't, I mean, there has been times where, you know, a week goes by or two weeks and I'm like, oh, really? (laughs) Come on. Uh, But I try not to, you know, I've given her hints, you know, like sometimes when she's getting ready and we're going out, I'll lay on the bed you know, just, you know, that's my way of telling her like, Hey, you know, if, if you're feeling frisky, I, I'd love to do this. This is the moment. Um, yeah. I kind of give silent hints without actually saying it just because I don't want to make her feel like I'm pushing her hand into it. I get that. Um, We've often joked. Lot. Our podcast is a piano with two keys and one of them is communication and one of them is honesty. Mm-hmm. And so and they're both the same thing. And they're both the same thing. <laughs> so what do you do in those moments where you're like, oh, I tried to throw the I tried to throw the hints out there and you didn't quite seem to or you don't care. And yeah, how do you process how do you process terms? it? 
that is my downfall I need to work on. Um, I wouldn't say I get angry, but I definitely, you know, I get that build up tension where it's just like, I need to release. Yes. Absolutely. And sometimes I let that out on her and, you know, not in like an angry way, but she can tell a difference in my moods and stuff like that. And it's something that I need to definitely need to work on, but it's, it's, it's hard. It's a challenge, you know, it's, it's, it's a, a day in day out thing. And sure. you know, she'll mention something to me and I get defensive and, you know, we, we're, we're, you know, there's so many kinks of this kink. Yeah. Yeah. And well, you know, it's, it's all of us. There's not a yeah, single one of right. us listening. If you are, and you haven't had any of these feelings, please go to therapy. You do have <laughs> you haven't them. dealt with your feelings. Yeah, you just haven't <laughs> talked to yourself about them yet. Everybody has these. Look, That's I'm very married. Normal. I'm married to a kinkster who shares nine tenths of my kinks, and we also have this experience. So that's that's very normal. Yeah, and we get defensive and upset oh, sure. and throw out hints, and then I'm like, Oh, you didn't oh, get my God. hint. So we've learned to say, as I did last night, mm-hmm. you said for me to tell you when I am, and I want Here's you to know, I, want. I am baby. Yeah, deal with or don't deal with it. It's okay. I either just way. want to be like, clear. It's okay. Which like, is so magical. Because if I don't, and I start acting little, and I start to get into a little headspace, right? And I start to feel very vulnerable, but we and haven't doesn't reciprocate, to any of this. and yeah. I get really sad. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Blah blah blah. Anyway, I'll have to say we is, all feel it. That is so wise. Like if I could pull like one little segment of our conversation and say for every ABDL out there, I don't care if you're in a relationship where you're with somebody who shares nine tenths of your kinks or somebody who's vanilla, it doesn't matter. But share what it is you're looking for open-handedly and say, Hey, tonight, here's where I am. It's okay. If you don't participate, right? Like I get, if you're not there, this happens to be where I am and I won't hold resentment if you don't participate, which is really hard to do. Yeah. I'm not great at that. Me neither. I'm like, I need you to daddy. Right. That's it. Right now. Do the thing, be the thing, be the object. Do right. the things that's the point of this place. <laughs> <laughs> but that is such a huge, like, like level 10 adulting skill to be able to say, here's where I am. Here's where I want. I can take care of it by myself, but I would love it if you could participate. And then when the person says, no, I'm out of here. And you go, cool. I offered you as an adult, you turned down as an adult. This is a consensual relationship. You're not there right now to not hold on to that grudge is really fucking hard. <laughs> I don't do really well. fucking hard. Not me neither. I get it. But I love that you're calling it out here, Zach, and saying, look, this is hard for us too. I don't care that, you know, we have this amazing relationship and she's my mommy and we figured all this stuff out. This is still hard. I, I think that Testament is really meaningful to all of our listeners who are like, why am I struggling with this? Well, because it's really fucking hard. Yeah. Yeah. Tis is life. I mean, yes. Yeah. It's just that it, it, there's always complications, even when, you know, you get that joy of knowing, oh my God, someone accepts me. Yeah. There's still those little tidbits that hide in the background. And every once in a while, they pop out and say, hey, dickhead, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're right. So I've talked about this a bit, but. There's something selfish sometimes that comes in with fetishes. So fetishes are very demanding, right? They say, I want this specific thing, and this is the only thing, and this is what I want. It's my thing. 
And if we become obsessed with that fetish, we forget that there's another whole human being who is on the other side of the equation. And I won't ask about your fiance's particular interest, but I will say, how have you kept things moving, alive, interesting, even when your fiance may say, right now is not the time, Zach. I'm not, I'm not super into it right now. That's a good question. How have you kept moving forward and potentially even met some of her needs, even while your fetish is not the primary focus? Um, so we do weekly date nights. Love it. It's, it is, it is non-negotiable every week. We have to, we, if we find a day, um, and she is a huge nympho. Uh, is that, is that the proper terminology for that? I feel like that's probably wrong, but I can't you know, figure out why. I feel like that's what people would expect you to say. Okay. Is that a, I, I don't I know. Don't wanna, I don't want to be rude and say no, that. Fair. Um, I feel like it's wrong, but I can't tell. Okay. So she, she likes sex a lot. Sex. Look, I also am a love sex kind of person. There you go. You can call me an infomaniac. No, I can't pick, I can't figure out why it's wrong. It's just feel like. I feel like the I people like, who are nympomaniacs like are already yeah, thinking about like... sex so much. They don't care too okay, much. So lots of them. sex. She's really into sex. Yes. So, you know, that, that right there is our, our way of just making sure things just, you know, it's a well-oiled machine with, you know, we don't use oil, but (laughs) we'll say well water lubricated machine. machine. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A well lubed machine is lubricated to the max. You know, we just, uh, we just try and be best friends. Yeah. And that's, I mean, we've here recently in the past week, we've had a, a really huge uh, family issue um, that uh, was really hard for us to figure out what, like, what was going to happen. And while we were on our way to, to deal with the situation, we just looked at each other and we're best friends. We can handle this. And that's just how we make sure everything goes smoothly in our relationship. It's just to make sure we know that we're each other's best friends. That is such a big deal. Yeah, you come back to each other regardless of the other details. Yeah, so even when even when, you know, some things aren't happening as much as I would want or she's not getting, you know, what she wants as much as she wants, uh we just always know at the end of the day that we're going to lay down in bed and cuddle even if we're mad at each other and we're going to be best friends. I think that is so important. I mean, we happen to run an ABDL podcast, right? So we talk a lot about ABDL stuff. And we talk a lot about ABDL desires and fantasies and fetishes and blah, blah, blah. But I think one of the things that you're reinforcing for me here, Zach, is that when you're with a partner, I don't care if they're ABDL or otherwise, your perspective is like 30% of the equation, right? Like you've got one third of it. Your partner's perspective is the other 33%. So they're a whole human being who has all of these motivations and drives and all of these things that make them happy that may have nothing to do with you or your fetish, which I think is really hard for us who have thought hour after hour, day after day, month after month about diapers and ABDL and all these wonderful things. And then there's this third space 
which is the space between you both, which is what, how do you meet your drive, desire, love, the, the iconography, the individual symbols that mean something to you with all of the symbols that mean something to her and everything that drives her nuts. That third space is the relationship. The, the foundation, the, the glue. Yeah. And it drives so much of your own happiness, right? Like ultimately you can be kind of figured out on your 33%, but if you haven't figured out the other thing and this person lives in your life and is in there, you know, 10, 12, 14 hours a day. That's really important. So one of the things that I can hear is that you're balancing your own drive versus the drive of your partner who has embraced your drive and said, you're okay. You're fine. I love you. I think this is great. And it sounds like she's actually made it part of her own and made it part of her own, but it's not about you. No, it's about her. It's about. And her in that, in that side. Yeah. On that side. But it's, but it's about both of you. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of ABDL folk, myself included, get so caught up in our own, uh, you know, I've been waiting 30 years, 40 years, 25 years, whatever, for this thing to happen that we've forgotten about. There's another whole human being with their own set of motivations and desires. And I think you've navigated that really well. Yeah, you have. I I think one of the things I see online, you know, with people commenting on blogs and stuff that. Uh, it really bothers me. And, you know, I try and try and message people and explain to them, you know, the way that I see things is, you know, they finally find somebody who accepts it and then they just drill and drill and drill and drill and drill and drill until that person's like, fuck this. Fuck, I'm out. Yeah. I thought the diapers was bad, but then the way that you treat it is even worse. Yeah. Agreed. Well, I mean, one of the dangerous things we do, right, is we get a series of fantasies in our mind and we're like, okay, it's about me. It's about meeting my fantasy and here's the fantasy. And then I'm only judging partners by how they meet up to my fantasy, right? Are they a nine out of 10 based on what I assume they should do? Are they a seven out of 10? Okay, well, four out of 10, you're out. Versus I'm a human being with all these drives. And you're a human being with all these drives. And is it possible that when we mix them together, we could find something beautiful? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, the way that I looked at it when I first started is, I mean, I, when I first told her, I was just happy to just have somebody to put a diaper on around (laughs) anything, anything else that happens after that. I take that baseline and just accept that. Well, at least it's better than not having that, you know? That's why I, I try not to push and, you know, I just, I let her take the reins of everything and it just makes things work smoother. Yeah. Sounds like you guys have a really good system for it. I like that system. And I love that you're in communication about this. Like again, two keys on this piano, communication, and honesty. It sounds like you're talking about it and you're being honest with each other about it. And I think that probably is what's going to get you through to success because you're not bullshitting. You're not dodging anything. And ultimately, you feel like you are um, in sync, if not on the kink, right? So it's not like both of you are like, oh, my God, I'm a mommy. That's all I've ever wanted to be. And you're like, great, I'm a baby. That's all I've ever wanted to be. Like, it's not true of either of you. No. But you are at least communicating through the entire process. And I think that's huge. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's 
beating the old drum. It's just, it's compromise. And that's as much as I can say it is as much as it's true. Yeah. I've just been enjoying this. I'm, I, it makes me happy when people figure it out. Yeah. I get so you me excited. Both. I love love stories. So I'm just sort of basking in it. Well, and I'm learning as I go, right? Yeah. Like I'm not hundred percent there. So it helps me. Yeah. And it's nice to know that there is an amount of communication. There is an amount of give and take. There is an amount of honesty, knowing your partner, not idealizing your partner, but knowing your partner and them knowing you, knowing your faults and coming to terms with them that can result in a happy partnership. Yeah. It's, it's nice because you get to the point where you think, well, it's not gonna, like, it's not possible. It sounds like a lot of work. There's no way both people are going to do it. There's no way it's not happening. I have to find the like ideal fiction data yeah. type where I'm not going to be happy, right. you know, but it's nice to hear two people working it out and really going through the nitty gritty of it. That makes me very happy. Ted up little, thank you for sharing your story with us. Yes, thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to share before we close? Um, no, I, I just thank you guys for having me on. I mean, I, I adore you guys and I'm so grateful for what you guys do for the community. And, uh, you know, you guys are an inspiration to, to so many people and, you know, you guys are just fantastic. And I love you guys. You guys are great. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks. Also, you are super handsome. I know you said that as a joke at the beginning, but you are very, very handsome. Truth, righteous beard. Oh, love the beard. Very Damn. Cool. Well, so I am resonant. Yes. I'm still road not taken. And uh, we do this every couple of weeks. So if you want to send us a question, you can hit us up at loveandbrief at gmail.com. You can also hit me up at resonant yes on FetLife or resonant yes on Tumblr. And we would love your questions. We do publish transcripts of all of our episodes, although we are a few weeks behind, we will catch up. My apologies for that. Uh, that's mostly on me, actually. <laughs> I need to catch up. But um, in the meantime, it has been such a pleasure. And you have listened to another episode of Love in Brief. 